Yeah. All right. So we're, we're, what else are we talking about? Uh, we're going to talk about Shirai Temple. So we were downstairs. How do we even get into this? Why do you bring up? We were watching a movie that Shane put on. Yeah. It was like a PSA. My, yeah. It's like, so it's from the 40s and it's Burgess Meredith. No. Let me let me set the scene. Okay. Shane puts on this thing. We it, did not know Burgess Meredith was in this. No, it's just this black and white. It's just like a. It's all about art soldiers. Basically, the whole thing is like how art. Like it was like a training video, an instructional video to American U.S. soldiers. Like when you come to England, if you're stationed in during England, World War Two, during World War Two, there's certain ways you have to behave. You have to be aware of certain cultural norms and how it's different to america so it's kind of like yeah as you say a psa or instructional video yeah. and it was basically boils down to don't be an asshole and they went through a number of scenes and, uh, like scenarios well, it was meant to be that but then it went a bit weird i couldn't really follow Got a it a bit fantasy real like there was a big poof of smoke oh, uh. <laughs> where a guy vanished yes but we're getting ahead of ourselves so we're watching this video shane yeah. put on because it's historical it's interesting we, we, did, we like history yeah yeah, yeah. and then you like a dog that sees a squirrel, okay? Yes. You you start you stood up and you're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I couldn't even like I couldn't even express it vocally in words. I was like, and it's I I was like that is Burgess Meredith, and you were like, laughed. you were like James, you didn't go off your meds again, did you, <laughs> boys? I'm telling you now, as sure as the day is night, that is Burgess. Meredith. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, I, I bet it is. I bet you money. We're like, yeah, we, we yeah, okay, yeah. we believe you. Yeah. No, I bet you. And then, well, no, admit it. Initially, there was uh, you. All, I was with you. Yeah, but the other lads were the like naysayers. Yeah. They were neighing. They were neighing like hard. A couple of horses, like a bunch of neighers. I was on your side. I was yeah, on your yeah, side. Yeah. And then I googled it. I think, and we found out straight away. Now, if you don't know who Burgess Meredith is, uh, kill yourself. Yeah, uh, but no, he played. The Penguin in the 60s Adam West Batman series. But more famously, he played Mickey, who was Rocky's trainer. Rocky, you bum! You can't beat up Clubber Lang! You know? Uh, yeah, so that's that's who so, Burgess and he's in the video. Meredith is. And he is very charming in the video. Very charming, very uh, charming. Good looking. Yeah, yeah, in a kind of quirky way. It's just quirkiness to him. Yes. Silliness. I wasn't expecting that from he's him. He's quite funny. Like, I even remember, like, him as Mickey, the coach. He's going to do this really angry, grumpy cunt, which he is. But he's quite funny. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's not yeah. playing, like, in a real, like, bitter, sour way. He's playing it in, like, almost like a cartoon. Yeah, like, a believable yeah. cartoon. So the video starts with a pub. An English pub. Yeah. And Burgess Merrill is like, okay, it's a pub. It's kind of like he's just sort of standing on the sidelines narrating. He's like, now, to see what happens when the boys playing darts with the Scotsman get something wrong. Yeah, so then they show, like, a nice, serene pub, okay? English people. And they almost, it's like a wildlife Very documentary. Very nice and clean and quiet. And everyone there... You know, just good, honest folk. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just you feel safe. You feel like you could leave your purse on the table, go to the bathroom, and it's fine. Let's just say they wouldn't show off when they're playing basketball, okay? <laughs> yeah. But so it's very like a nature documentary. Like, okay, look over there. There you have the old man in the pub. He reads the newspaper. Yeah. They have the woman who serves the drinks. She's a bit sassy. And then you see. Uh, 
there's an old fellow there with a newspaper. Of course, he can't read the words because <laughs> most Brits are illiterate. But he enjoys the pictures, you know, the black and white pictures. Remind him of a simpler time. So then they show a Yankee come in. Yeah. They have a real stereotypical, like, uh, Yankee doodle kind of guy who He's comes like, in. He's like, oh, hey, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, and then he meets, he's like... Like grab people's shoulder, like yo, what up, yeah. dude? And he, he's he like, starts like you know, f- like aggressively flirting with the barmaid. You say flirting, he's just touching her face, being like, "Hey, honey, yeah, hey, exactly, baby doll. yeah." That's yeah. what they like, isn't it? Just grabbing the tits and stuff like you that. You gotta break the ice somehow. Yeah, you know? exactly. Especially back then, like it's a fucking war on. And he's like, "Mr. Sh- Hitler's outside. Yeah. Shut up, let me grab your tits." <laughs> so then, like he's like, you know, and then he's the Scots guy. He's like, "Oh, I like your dress," you know. He's They're wearing like, a kilt. And yeah. The- the big hat, the whole get up. And the whole time. Surprised he didn't have bagpipes up his ass. <laughs> the whole time the Yankees doing this, Burge Meyer's like, oh, the Scots don't like that. Yeah. You know, like that. And then it's a bit weird, as you mentioned. So the Scots think are about to fight him or something like that. And then he goes, oh, I better get out of here. And he. He says, oh, time for me to blow. And then he just vanishes in a big puff of smoke. Yeah. Very strange. Strange. That doesn't come back. No one else has magical powers in it. Yeah. It's it's kind of the only time it ever sort of uh, broke the laws of, you know, whatever. Physics, physics and reality. And, gravity and, and good, good fucking honest decency. Yeah. So then... But maybe, you know what that was, I think? That was a slight nod to, to, to the, the people who can read between the lines. Because, of course... The Nazis were practicing the dark arts and the occult. That's how they got the moon base, you know. Everyone knows that. That's a matter of historical record. <laughs> That's fact, all that right? That is fact. So H- Adolf Hitler was studying Aleister Crowley. He was drinking. That's why you had all them Alsatians around, man. He was just fucking those Alsatians <laughs> and painting them and drinking his own piss. Yeah, he was fucking Alsatians. Like, Alistair, this will help with summoning the devil right now. It's like, uh, yeah. no, not the, really. The Jews hate this, right, Alistair? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, like the, nowadays, like, I'm pissing off the libs. Like, oh, I'm pissing off the Jews. I'm going to fuck all these dogs. Don't even want to, but let's do it. Yeah, I wonder if Hitler had a cop that said Jewish tears that he drank his coffee out of. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, the, all the Hitler stuff actually used to get away from the Burgess murder for a minute. Like, he was proper into this stuff. I used to think that it was like he was dabbling. No, he was like, you know, he want, He was like... He was on meth and he was yeah, trying to summon the devil. He was completely, like, fucking methed up, coked off his head, basically. Mm. He was just, like, on amphetamines the whole time. But he was, like, very... Like, they, like, looked into the occult and dark arts. They were very obsessed with the idea of immortality. Yeah. Achieving immortality. That was kind of the main and thing. And their whole plan... They, you know why people have, like, a five-year plan? Yes. They had, like, a thousand and thousand year plan was, like a thousand like, year plan uh, yeah. five thousand year plan basically have you ever been at a gaff party coked off your head is like man we're gonna start our own fucking it's our own startup company man it's yeah. an NFT meets a gaming company but we also we were a brewery but we're also a barbers you know what I mean it's like everything together man and there's gonna be music there and tits and slam poetry and you slam the tits on. oh it's gonna be great man yeah, so that's basically the yeah they believe that obviously there were a lot of them wore on like serious crack like serious yeah um, they, they all had like amphetamines they were smoking shit Hitler had like tinfoil and he was smoking shit <laughs> man I got that good good man please y'all want these cheeseburgers man man I'll suck your dick please man oh the Führer is crazy today Ooh. like if you read about like the tall people in the Antarctic 
There's giants in the Antarctic that are Aryans. Really? This is true, yeah. Jeez. They live in there, okay? They're about twice the size of you. They're very, very tall people. Kind of like weird, dangly, weird, like got long arms, okay? Kind of like uh, Peter Crouch. Exactly. A bunch oh, of- a, 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 a Peter Crouch race <laughs> in the Antarctic. <laughs> they all have podcasts. There's a bunch of Peter Crouches in the Antarctic, yeah. and the Nazis B- met him. A bunch, bunch of Crouchers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they're tall, they have to crouch down. It works on so many levels. Leveled. Pew pew. Maybe I'm messed up, man. I'm thinking I'm. Oh, I'm all over the place. You know how Crouchy met his wife. What? It's a heartwarming tale. He joined Liverpool. He went to a hotel. He didn't have a house, so he moved into a hotel for a while. Right. The receptionist. He saw the receptionist. He's like, "That's gonna be my wife someday." Nice. Then he uh, married her. Sweet. Yeah. Isn't that a nice story? That's cool. Wouldn't you like that story someday? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to have that story. Mine's going to be much more depressing. You know how, like, in a hotel, they leave a mint on your pillow? I wonder if she's got, like, a tic-tac up her twat every morning. Every morning he wakes up, he's like, "Mm, mmm, delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fishy tic-tacs, yeah. Uh, okay. What? But yeah, there's joint Peter Crouches in this the This all Antarctic. ties into the Nazis and the occult. Yeah, yeah. Which also ties into Burgess Meredith. <laughs> Who is this for? Who is enjoying this? This is incomprehensible gibberish. And I love it. I'm trying to make a good point Sorry, here. Sorry, go on. I'll uh, stop. No, I'm just saying, like, that is in some Nazi text, did say they met giants in the Antarctic that were Aryans. As in, like, so when you say Nazi texts, like, who is writing them? Uh, Someone, probably coked out his head, like. Yeah. But there is people who said, uh, oh, I went on an expedition and we saw these giant Nazi, uh, basically Aryan figures. They were very tall and blonde. And, I'm sorry, were they, like... Are they, were they naturally born that way? Or they're not they, real, I don't think. Well, no, but in the folklore... Oh, they're, they're natural, yeah, yeah. They weren't, like, cooked up in a Nazi No, no, they come from Hollow Earth, I believe. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. and they're like, that's a sign there, like, we're on the right track. Wow. They're like, where are these guys? Like, oh, we lost the, the map, but they're definitely out there. That's wild. And they were good. Probably, like, you were joking about moon bases and shit like that. They had all this shit's planned, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had lots of stuff. That, it would have basically been, like, Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would have been, they would have got past that, like, Star Trek, like, no Jews in Star Trek. I don't know why. <laughs> they had Klingons, they had warlocks and Kardashians and everything. Yeah. Fuck Jews. Nice. They also had an alien in uh, Star Trek. I'm not joking here. He had a big nose and he loved money. Oh. He was like an alien. The Ferengi, I think they're called. Wow. Yeah. They're from a race that love money. You know, like, J.K. <laughs> Rowling gets a little shit for, like, the goblins that were, like... In the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that's a kind of generic trope in, like, a lot of, like... Like, obviously, like, in a lot of fantasy, the weird little monsters look after the money. Yeah. Of, uh, now I think about it, maybe all those tropes are anti-Semitic. Yeah. You know all the stuff you like, Brian? Yeah. It's problematic. <laughs> You're just having this awakening, like, wait, what? The BBC Minstrel Show as well? Oh no, is nothing sacred? Yeah. Anyway, not Bruce Forsyth. (laughs) I bet Burgess Meredith did blackface in his time. (laughs) But he he was cast the penguin, they're like, (laughs) maybe don't do the blackface, it's a bit distracting. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so yeah, it's a video of him going around England and he learns things about like how pennies work. Yeah. And the reason we got into Shirley Temple. Is the bit where he's hanging out with children? Yeah, yeah. He just come, like he's just sort of walking through a field, and there's all these little school kids. They kind of run up to him. They're like, "Hey!" And they take him. The kids are like, they grab his hand. By the hand, sorta... two two boys, not girls. Yes, even worse. Two boys take his hand, 
and sort of lead him into the into their school, into their classroom. Yeah. So Burgess Meredith sits down and puts one of the kids on his lap. Now, the kid doesn't jump onto his lap. He goes, grabs him by the neck, basically, and puts yeah, him on his lap. Yeah, like dog yeah. out of a barrel. And the teacher doesn't say anything. The teacher is well used to this. And that class goes on for quite a long time. And then it's just the teacher talking about geography. And then eventually cuts back to Burgess Meredith. And then he basically picks the kid up and flings him off. It's like, anyway, now that I'm done with that little <laughs> cum bucket, let's uh, What are you teaching me here? <laughs> Fucking... Yeah, uh, and then well, then like he like gets some tea. And he's like, oh, in England they like tea. Yeah, I don't know how much it helped the soldiers. Yeah, I don't know how any of that shit is applicable to like defeating the Nazis. You do have to think though, like, like you know, it just goes to show the Nazis are in the Antarctic finding Peter Crouches, <laughs> and the Americans have got fucking Burgess <laughs> Meredith drinking tea and raping children. <laughs> I'm just saying, you can kind of see how both sides. Got it right in certain respects. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you can kind yeah. of... You know, game, respect, game. Yeah, that's all I'll say. area yeah. here somewhere. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so... Yeah, so that's God's on the Shirley Temple then. So yes. we're talking about, like, that's a weird scene with kids. And then yeah. you were talking about, oh, I know, I know lots of weird scenes I, with kids. Yeah, I know them all. I've got them catalogued. You know where I saw this, actually? I'm on a website called childlust.com. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> It's .org, you freak. Uh, no, where I saw it was in college. You know, like, one of our lecturers, she played it first because she kind of made this point. Is like, people seem to look at the back at the golden age of Hollywood and think, you know, it was very innocent. And when you compare it to now, now it's so, like, you know, highly fo- hypersexual and aggressive and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it was just as bad, if not worse, back then. Then she played this scene from, a, I assume, a movie. I'll get up while you talk to her. Okay, I'll get up. and it's Shirley Temple. She's a little child star. She's like fucking four or five years old, right? Yeah. She's on a train, and there's all these old, like, businessmen, middle aged businessmen, and she's walking up and down the aisle, dancing and singing. And she's wearing a little dress and she like sits on their laps at some point and is like kissing them on the cheek. And they're all just like leering at her and it's fucking really creepy and weird. I remember my lecture, she just like put that on. It's like, don't be fooled. Like it was fucking just as grim. Like, because this was in the wake of the Me Too era. Yeah. My lecture was showing us this. So, yeah. So we're going to watch it here. Already they're grabbing her chest. Yeah. They're grabbing her, picking her up. Basically like she's a rag doll. Like it's yeah. just. Yeah. She's on a train singing and it's all men and they're all touching her. Yeah. And now uh, they put some, they put a pie on her face. Yeah. cream pie her. cream pie on her face. And now her face is covered in, in white it, it, cream yeah. while the men touch her. And now look at this. She starts prancing up and down the yeah. aisle. Look how tiny her dress is. It's very, it's just. It's creepy across the board. But here's the thing, though. There was a thing back in the day Here we where go. In a heap of files. Yeah, it's very yeah. different. You remember 300? Those guys were ripped, all right? Yeah. And they had boyfriends. They were. Now, I mean boys that were friendly yeah. with them. I mean children. What's gay about that? They were jacked, dude. Do you want to be like Gerard Butler? Or do you want to be a freak? Just <laughs> fuck children. <laughs> Okay, what were you going to say, though? There, there was there, a time. There was a case. I heard about Jack Ruby. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> All over the place. Wow. So Jack Ruby, who shot Lee Harvey Oswald. Yes. This is a particularly uh, not mentally healthy episode. No, no. But he ran a strip club, of course. Yes. And there, I listened to a podcast about a strip club. Okay. And it's interesting. He was saying, the guy, the host, okay, was that strip clubs back then, it wasn't just like, 
Nowadays, it's very seedy where it's like a pole and girls like have their tits out. Yeah. And then they take it's... money from you and then you lose your credit card, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. You feel like a big asshole, all right? Yeah, yeah. But back then, it was more of a variety show. So they'd have like, like burlesque and stuff. They'd have burlesque, they would have some places you weren't allowed to show actual tits. Okay. I think it's still like that in some states in America today. Back yeah. then, you could do everything apart from tits, okay? So yeah. you have the, you know, the flower kind of like. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The fangirls. The fangirls, yeah. like. You, you almost see it, but yeah. you don't. They're doing the can can. They'd have like what's comi- the can 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 you do the can can? And they're like kicking. Oh, da da da. Oh, yeah. okay. And they'd have comedians, and they would have shit like they'd get a child on. Just the example to use, and he would recite the alphabet backwards. Okay, a child. Yeah. Why? Just as something like because it was variety. It was like everything, and they try and get your attention. So you seen. You almost saw some tits. Here's a child. Yeah. Here's Rodney Dangerfield. Now some more tits. Wow. What more do you want? Like, Jeez. so there was a bit more of let's get children in their entertainment then. Yeah. And again, like the Anisimic uh, uh, goblins. Now I'm thinking they probably had the kids there because they're already fucking them. Like, might as well use them for something. Exactly. Yeah. No. It's but Sherry Temple, her story is very interesting. I mean, she did come out later and say she was. But, like, you know... They gave her speed, like... Yeah, it was the same with, like, Judy Garland. They'd, like, give her speed and diet pills to keep her skinny and then sedatives to help her sleep at night, give her booze, all while she was a child. Then, of course, there was the sort of casting couch stuff. But, like, it was just, you know... She was basically treated like a prop or a piece of meat back then. It's yeah. pretty disgusting. You know what she ended up doing? Go on. She became a United States ambassador for Czechoslovakia. Ugh, Jesus. I have less respect for her now. Yeah. Um, Louis B. Mayer should have slapped her around a bit more. But yeah, I think someone tried to kill her at one stage as well. Knock some sense into that <laughs> wacky damn. So, someone tried to kill her. Why? Some, some guy, uh, I think he was just kind of like, you know, like the whole, uh, when the guy who killed Reagan... To impress Jodie Foster. He didn't kill Reagan. You fool! Well, he tried to he kill shot Reagan. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was like, I think he was just a mentor. I was like, oh, if I kill Sherry Temple, I'll be the most famous and sexy man in the world. <laughs> Don't even drink after me instead. <laughs> the, the Shirley Temple pedo killer. Mmm, tastes good. Goes down smooth. Yeah. So that's about Shirley Temple. Let's move on to conversations with friends. Yeah. The okay. new Sally Rooney. Yeah. Now, have you watched Normal People? I saw maybe like the back when I lived in the house where you live now. Yeah. Um, they were watching Normal People, so I seen a few episodes. I never watched the whole way through. Do you remember? Normal, I didn't care for Normal it. People. Was a cultural moment. It was a phenomenon. It was of sorts. a literal phenomenon. Yeah. Like everyone was talking about it. If I'm thankful it was during COVID, because otherwise every comedian would be talking about that and they'd all be like the punchline and stuff like that. Yeah. And now it's kind of, we've moved on very quickly. Yes. And it's weird. Remember like normal people came out around the same time as The Last Dance? So I get those kind of confused in my head a bit. Like the Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah, yeah. I get a little bit confused. <laughs> what, I'm watching normal people like, where's Scotty Pippen? <laughs> but it was a huge thing. I remember like Liveline. That became a big thing where every day people were calling up because they saw Paul Mescal's cock. Yeah, they were like outraged by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, proper outrage. It's kind of like a little bit like 
when Sinead O'Connor ripped that picture of the Pope. Like, it was like a big, it was a water cooler moment. Yeah. Which is rare these days. Fucking like. Paul Meskel ripped your one's hymen like it was a picture of the Pope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was a virgin, right? <laughs> huh? Folks, it tracks, it works, it makes sense. It, it, it inherent to the joke, uh, biologically, it makes sense. There's nothing to be mad at there. He ripped the twat open like wet tissue paper. What do you want from me, huh? Huh? Treat me like I'm fucking half a fag or something. <laughs> so how far did you get into normal people? Uh, they were... So it starts off in Sligo, and then she's sad. He's yeah, sad. She... I think the dad was touching her. In my in my head canon, Wait, dad, she had a dad? Uh, the dad wasn't around, but in my imagination, he was touching her. Yeah. And they're probably... She was Shirley Temple. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And they're probably... What were they watching? They're probably watching Doctor Who, all right? Yeah. And, it... then, and then he was like, come over here. Yeah. And he like brought her over, and then he gave her a little Experiment touch. Eight. <laughs> Experiment. Experiment. <laughs> Experiment. Oh. oh, we're getting so silly. I here. know. Wait, it's late. I know. It's yeah. late. Oh fuck. Okay, so normal people. Yeah, it was a big thing, but like, it was probably the most um, graphic sex scenes ever, sort of produced also, and screened very by RTE. Boring sex scenes. Yeah, but the whole thing is like they make sex scenes. Like, remember Power? Yes. It's like sex scenes for women. Yeah. And gay people. See, yeah, the whole thing about this is like the first time they have sex. He's he's all like. Are you sh- is this okay? Are you good? Is this all right? Like, and again, yeah, that's that's good. Hooray! And they for show that. them putting on the condom and all that. Yeah, and he's all like, "You're sure this is still okay?" Yeah. And even though I'm not making you come, and it's then, still okay. And then later on, at one stage, she's like, "You can hit me if you want." He's like, "Oh, uh, what do you mean by that?" <laughs> Wait, did she really say yeah, that? Yeah, she, she said that later oh, on. Oh, like, I, I didn't see she's that. She's like, no. "You can slap me, you can hit me," and he starts crying because he's a little fairy. Like, <laughs> he doesn't start crying. I, I think yeah, they broke up then, didn't they? They break up. It's like on and off relationship. Okay, how college. does it end? I don't know. I didn't make it. It's a lot. It's like twelve episodes. Yeah, man. I couldn't be arsed, man. Here's the thing: if you met those people in real life and they were telling you about like their problems, yeah. you wouldn't listen to them. Like, like yeah, I I didn't uh, I didn't care for like it, man, I liked honest. asking for it. What was that? That was a book by Louise O'Neill about a girl that gets raped. Okay. So that's something happens there. A bit of action, all right? Something <laughs> happens. It's sexy. It Me- grabs you by the bar. Remember what Hitchcock said? The smoking gun. The, g- the bomb under the table. The MacGuffin. <laughs> so, yeah, it's about a girl that gets raped. It's very The MacMuffin. M- <laughs> ah, ah, sorry. I tried. I couldn't. You'll get back to it. Yeah. You'll around to it, yeah. MacGuffin. But, mm. you're, yeah. MacCuntin. <laughs> Go muffin. Ah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, you're bored now. You're like, ah, fuck this. <laughs> I'm going to I bed. Ju- I just leave. <laughs> I just leave and never come back. Uh, what was he even saying? Uh, yeah. So it's about a girl who gets raped and about how the town reacts to the lads play hurling and they're going to lose the big game if she reveals it. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to lose the under 10s championship. <laughs> Fucking a bunch of nine year olds pulled a train on her. We're going to make you squeal, bitch. Oh, yeah. You're in the wrong part of town right now, girl. You stepping in in this McDonald's. This, we own this shit. Yeah, McGee, you a happy meal. Ho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Asking for it. The reimagining by James Cat. I made a few chains. It's like the ways. Uh, anyway. Oh. Okay. 
Um, what was he even saying? Oh, yeah, I, I, don't I, I don't know what I was Where saying. Where are we now? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, what, what were we at? We're only at 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Felt like a lot longer. <laughs> anyway, let's get back yeah, to... okay. Normal people. Normal people. What point was trying to make? So, yeah. Asking for it. Book. Very interesting book. And it go into a lot of stuff where, like, uh, you know... I don't even know what to talk about because I don't want to reveal too much about it. Yeah. But it's kind of like uh, she doesn't know herself fully if she was raped or not because she's so blacked out. Right. It's kind of like rape in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's the gray area. And then I suppose I imagine it also deals with how people in the town react. The town to react. It. And they're all kind of like, don't be. Yeah, yeah. Don't rock the boat or ruffle the feathers. That, you know, like, it's, it's the weird thing is like the sort of close knit Irish community gets romanticized a bit too much where people oh, definitely romanticized yeah but then people forget the negative side of that is there's a lot of sort of group think mob mentality like oh come on now love don't ruin it for the boys the big game you know, the town really needs yeah. this you know you so, so like the parents are initially like oh yeah you should go to the police so you go yeah. to the police not really happens can't prove it and then like three years later it's you know they're like oh you still go on about that like can we can we move on please yeah you know? yeah, yeah. This is even worse than your emo phase. Do you know that, Mary? <laughs> when you had the fringe and all. But no, this chills. And yeah, she's listening, listening to Tory Amos all nights, all hours of the night. <laughs> and she gets all skinny and sad. I think people bully her on Twitter and stuff like that. Right. Very interesting book. Very What I liked about it as well, okay? I think Gillian Flynn made this point. Is that her name? She wrote Gone Girl. Okay. Okay. She said there's too many... Uh, women in books that are almost like perfect. They're like Mary Sue's, I think they call them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's just like they're completely in. It's not like it's a bit too one dimensional. Yeah. People need to be flawed and sort of, yeah, yeah. So I the woman who gets raped and asking for her is a bit of a cunt. Okay. She actually, there's a girl who gets, I think, a little bit sexually harassed by someone else and she's kind of like, ah, don't make a big deal of it. Yeah. And then she gets raped. So kind of like the Twilight Zone in a way. Oh, shit. But like the scary new Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not with the good old Rod Sterling one, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, so I'm just saying something happens in that book. Yeah. And you kind of, you see, you set up characters, something happens, see how the characters react. Yeah. Her book, Sally Rooney, Normal People, for instance, nothing really happens. I mean, I guess that probably is the point, though. I mean, it's called Normal People, so it's like, so it's this like, is it's, the life that we all sort of had but to that's an her, extent. So it's like mumblecore, literary mumblecore. Like. Yeah, yeah. But that's all her books like. The last three books have been like that. White people in the literary world... Feeling sad because they feel sad. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I have all this affluence, but I still feel unfulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. Millennial ennui. Like, you know, Af- millennials. Affluenza. Millennials are like old. You know, there's like Generation Alpha now. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, Gen Z. Gen Z yeah. They're old now. Wow. No one cares. It's Generation Alpha. Alpha? Yeah. <laughs> Ironic. Yeah, it's a bit uh... weird, isn't it? That's pretty. Uh... So I had a lot of hope there when I named it that. Yeah. Uh, so they're ones that are born... Generation Big Cock. <laughs> the ones who grew up during Zoom, basically. Right, okay. During COVID, like. So are they not Zoomers, no? No, this is beyond Zoomers. Oh, so Gen Z or Zoomers? What is this fucking nonsense that we all live in now? I mean, people say our podcast is fucking retarded and confusing. Uh, take a look around you, people. Yeah, look in the mirror. Wake up and smell that coffee, bitch. <laughs> Now we got fucking Generation Alpha Brain, a bunch of Joe Rogans out there running around saying guns are good and trans is bad. And I'm the problem. I can't get booked anymore. 
so normal people I watched a lot of it I think I stopped when what's the name of the girl was it Marie there was Connell and then I think Marie, Marie yeah I think it was yeah. Marie she started getting into like bondage yeah it's kind of like they went to college no yeah it wasn't like they kind of hooked up in school and then they went to college and they were kind of went their separate ways but then they met up started going out proper but he's like I can't kiss you in public because I have the social anxiety yeah and then he's like we're supposed to like him yeah, yeah even yeah. though he's a freak yeah <laughs> yeah he's a weirdo with his six pack and tight little body and those fucking abs oh my god you could just cut glass and grate cheese at the same time <laughs> you fucking little whore <laughs> and then Anne-Marie comes in and ruins it with her little tits get out yes. of here pig I want Connell Cock 24-7. But remember she got into Dominatrix. I know, I didn't get she that She went far. to Belgium and then met someone and she's like, I want to feel pain. <laughs> Un chaise Maria. Yeah. And the Belgian guy's like, yeah, I'm more than welcome. Yeah, I'm more than willing to do that. Yeah, yeah. brings out a drill then. I've, uh, I've, I didn't get that far, no. I think it's like very weak white people Bondage. BDSM. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah. a little whip. And like, ooh, take like that. A and cat they, of nine tails. And they play sad music and she cries. She's like, oh no, that went too far. Yeah. And then I think they don't get together in the end. In the end. I don't know for sure, but I think that... You want me to look it up? You can do if you want. I don't think that would help the energy. Nah, fuck it's it. It's best to make it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think they did. Yeah. I think that's the message there. Sometimes the really awkward first relationship, you can keep trying to work on it, but it's like a house with a bad foundation. You're the right. cracks will show... You mean you're right, Brian? Oh my God! Oh, that was my safety score. That was my backup plan. Oh God! I'm so alone. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's all fucked, isn't it? But anyway, look, she's back now with conversations with friends. No, no one's talking about as this. As we said, normal people, absolute cultural phenomenon. Not even just here, but are bigger in, than Avatar in the states. Yeah, yeah, bigger than Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Obama said it's one of his best books of the year. Yeah, he kind of says that a lot, though, doesn't he? Does, he does, yeah, anything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in New York, everyone had a copy. And there's all these think pieces in New York magazines about what does Sally Rooney really mean? Is Sally Rooney the voice of a new generation? No. The new millennial voice? No. Is she saying what we're all too afraid to think? What? What was she saying? That teenage love is kind of awkward sometimes. Yeah. So what? That Connell's a retard? We yeah. all knew that. I mean, aren't we all just searching for our own chicken fillet roll from the local mace? <laughs> or Centra, if that's your preference? Yeah, I don't get why this translated to America, because it's in the fucking middle of mayo or Sligo. Sligo, yeah. yeah, yeah Disgusting yeah. Sligo. It's fucking like, sticks. And it's like, oh, you're going to the Debs. Yeah. Americans know what that is. Oh, hell, you do, do, you do a bit of fingering at the dabs, would you? Hey? Yeah, I'm going to make my own version of Monaghan normal people. Abnormal people. Oh, she, hey, fucking drinking a bottle of bull, doing a couple of bitches up the town, man. And the New Yorker puts out a think piece. Yeah. Is James Cadden's normal people very anti-Semitic? <laughs> we think so. Yeah, you're just something like a goblin in it. <laughs> just hanging around at school with a big with a little gold. Yeah. <laughs> Step into my lair. Anyway, what are we? This is nonsense. Yeah. So she's back now with a show. And nobody's every, talking about it. Every It's made by Lenny Abrahamson. Yeah. Who made the last one. 
Big did cast. he do normal people as well? He did, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, he did. You're right. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. wasting his talent. I used to like him. Now I think he's a fucking. He's not even a dog. He's lower than that. Mm-hmm. Ah, no, he's still good. Like, but I'm not into this at all. It's really shit. So we Look, watched. A first he made episode. a film where two junkies rob a downy. He's good in my book. You're right, actually. Yeah, forever. Now that needs to happen. That's normal gold. people. <laughs> How you doing, Anne-Marie? You know what? It'll really get you out. See this lad here. Let's go over and take his fucking bus money. It'll be a bit of crack. Come on. No. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. You just... That was... Oh, yeah, you talked that. You thought yeah. that. I'm gaslighting yeah. the entire audience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we watched the first episode of Conversations with Friends. You weren't really paying attention. I wasn't. I was. So I'll let you know what's going on. Go on. There's two women. Irish girl and New York girl. Yes. And you think already, like, one's got New York accent. Yeah. The other one's fucking no crack at all. Just yes. depressed fucking like a wet cat, like. Yeah. Fucking miserable. Just like a lump of cabbage on the floor. Yeah. And the other one has lot of confidence, even though she didn't deserve it at all. Like, very overly confident. She's really overly confident. And they're not, I don't think they're gay, but they're always lying on top of each other. Yeah. They're always falling asleep on top of each other. So obviously they're meant to be lesbians later on, which I found out they are lesbians. I googled it like. Oh, really? I googled, are they lesbians? <laughs> um, is it, now is it a thing they were les- they were together straight away or is it? No, I think they're friends at the moment. Oh. Girls like, uh, they sleep on each other a lot. They're very like, intimate a lot yeah they go to the bathroom a lot yeah i won't reveal where but i've been going to a unisex toilet a lot recently yeah and you can hear like women going to the stalls together and i'm next door and i can hear everything like jesus so what do they be saying oh uh, just a lot of nonsense really like not yeah. good but i'll keep an eye out you know yeah yeah, yeah. i'll report back all right keep your ear to the ground <laughs> but anyway like they do they shit in front of each other yeah yeah because they have no decency that's the thing they're barely human and I've said this (laughs) and I'll say it again (laughs) they're nothing but dogs so um yeah and then like they do spoken word poetry you were not a fan of this no and look I'm sorry but no Nobody wants to hear your spoken word poetry. It's not good. No, I've it's not. never seen spoken word poetry that's in any way no. not at best embarrassing, at worst like violence inducing. Yes. Like, oh, we watched I can't say the name now. We watched one spoken word act, I remember in like one year old houses. I remember like it actually made me feel sick. Like I got like a weird like dizziness. I'll say afterwards, like, yeah, yeah. Why can't we say? Uh I'll tell you afterwards. Like, okay. It's so it's like a friend of a friend of a friend, like it's not ringing. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, remember, I remember. We we watched like some really bad spoken word poetry. Yeah. Well, I've seen it in person as well. Even the stuff that isn't like bad per se, I wouldn't want to be in the room with it. Yeah, you know, it's just the kind of things like you don't know how to react. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah, you don't know when to clap. You yeah, don't know if you laugh. Or... Like, I mean, you... I stand on stage, be like, knock, knock, uh, feminism. <laughs> they didn't even do good stuff for the thing it's like they wrote it. you know what feels like in the show they're like okay well this will be the basic template and we'll fix up later here's on here's the placeholder to make it seem more like an actual like yeah. thing that'll be in the real world an actual spoken word show and then they forgot knock, about knock. it knock knock open the door who's there just another whore with her legs open and her eyes wide shut you bend me over and call me a slut but I won't take it in the butt no not anymore I am the whore at the door a roar, a Borealis. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is Alice? 
anyway. Yeah, that'd be something yeah, like yeah, you. Yeah, that's yeah. better than what they did. Yeah. Those two cunts, all Thank right? You. Thank so, you. So, yeah, congratulations. To be honest, you've just outed me. I secretly have always wanted to be a spoken word artist. You show up in, like, dress like the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Friends, noblemen, lend me your ears. I need to tell you about this fucking boo. Yeah, fill in the blanks yourself. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, they're so good at spoken word poetry yeah. that a woman approaches them, a very famous writer. Yes. She's like, you're the best spoken word artist I've seen. I've seen them all. I've okay? <laughs> seen them all. <laughs> I saw when Shirley Temple was trying to make it as a spoken word broad. <laughs> I'm laughing a lot in this episode. I hope they don't mind my laugh. <laughs> no, I think okay. it's nice. Yeah, okay. So, I, I don't laugh. I don't laugh. I kind of move my mouth away from yeah. the mic when I'm laughing. Well, it kind of it disgusts you when you laugh, so you're kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're sort of choking uh, a little uh, bit because I hate, I hate. I'm, it's like I'm admitting defeat. Yeah. That you're making me laugh. I don't want to do that. I want to be stone faced. Make you work for it. Yeah. Earn you, your money. You're bitch. like Anne Robinson <laughs> on the weakest link. Um. So I was. So yeah, she invites him to her house. Right. And at her house, we meet her trophy boyfriend. Yeah. A handsome actor. He looks like cheap Paul Mescal. She looks like cheap Daisy Edgar Jones. Yeah, you're right. It just does feel like the exact same kind of shit. Now, Conversation it? with Friends is her first novel. Right. So she's done three novels, I believe. Conversation with Friends. Normal people. And then some called like, Aren't We All Beautiful or something like that. Oh, okay. I think they're all people in the literary world, all white people who feel sad. Very, gen- like, normal people, conversations with friends inhaling oxygen exhaling carbon dioxide like you know just shit titles for shit books what happened to like cool titles like icebreaker yeah or you know boiling fear and loathing in your asshole (laughs) yeah russia with love like all that cool like (laughs) mind cups you know (laughs) titles that really grab you by the balls you got something to say. Yeah, you just got, I need that right he's now. He's passionate. Like, he's direct with his message. He knows about the big creatures in Antarctica. So, yeah. So then, like, uh, we immediately get the sense that the New York girl and the literary, the author, the lady author, getting on very well. They're bumping tacos on the slide. They are, yeah. And the fucking downer fucking cunt Irish girl yeah. is hitting it off with the actor. And then the trophy husband, who also seems a little malaised and yes. depressed, and oh, what does it all mean? So the bit that made me want to turn it off, all right, is yeah. he's like, "Oh, I'm doing a play. He's doing some play. I think it's like uh, one of those Tennessee Williams plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it now? What's the one? The Simpsons is a parody of it. Um, come on, man, you know your Tennessee Williams? No, I don't. He was a gay man. Exactly. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. You've answered your own question. There. <laughs> I know plays featuring gay people. <laughs> Produced by gay people uh, or involving gay people. Yeah, or yeah. a straight play, like the, like Top Gear the musical. That's what <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Yeah, 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 you yeah. see their faces. Uh, Dudes uh, rock. Tennessee Williams. Uh, a streetcar named Zyre, I think that's oh, what Oh, right, okay. I think he's doing that one. Stanley Kowalski. Yeah, you know. You see, you do know it. That's the yeah. thing. Even stuff you don't know, you do know. I know. You're great. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could bring you to a casino and then you start... <laughs> I just start listing off movie trivia. Yeah. And you lose thousands of quid. You're like, oh, no, I'm ruined. You just named the entire cast of Pluto Nash. 
<laughs> but um, so she goes to play to see this guy perform. All right. She cries during the play because he's such a good actor. Disgusting. No one's ever done that. No, no. one's ever cried at acting during a play because it's all terrible. Yeah. That's, yeah. Theater has to be really fucking good I for you actually, to be like, what the fuck am I doing here? For you me, know? just take my, you know, put my phone away. Like, exactly, you know? yeah. It fucking, I honestly think like it's a thing of the past. We should get rid of it. Yes. Theater, spoken word. I If they're like, you can, you can get rid of theater and spoken word, but to get rid of comedy as well, I'd be like, I'm taking the hit. Done. Perfect, yeah. Done. You're doing me a favor, man. <laughs> this has been a nightmare. <laughs> I'm just, I'm on the train and I can't stop it. <laughs> and it's coming to a crash. Yeah. So okay. then apparently they all have sex with each other afterwards. A big then. fuck fest. No, no, not. That would be interesting. Okay. Separately. Oh, I see. Okay. Wait, so depressed cunt goes off with retard actor man and New York bitch fucks famous writer woman. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Wow. But then I think depressed cunt starts fucking New York girl. Jesus. So what? What's Christ. the moral in that? What you can just live willy nilly? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to look up conversation with friends here, see what the crack is. I think um she got in trouble, Sally Rooney. Remember her whole Israel thing? Oh what? No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. This got you prick hard. <laughs> no, no. We're getting to the real <laughs> conversations with friends. <laughs> you know Israel? <laughs> they were behind 9/11. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Do you want to tie me up? Yeah, so I think her her books, they were going to translate them into Hebrew. And she was like, I believe, no. I said, what? Who, who's going to read it in Hebrew? Yeah. The fuck? What are you talking about? Waste of time. Isn't it a chick book? They should uh, translate it to Shebrew. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Remember She-Hulk? Shebrew, Shebrew Hulk. <laughs> so, um... But then she was like, she wanted to follow. Remember the uh, SDB? Let me look up. I'm trying, I want to get the exact information here because a lot of people are just saying like, "Oh, I hear she, I hear she was burning a synagogue down." Mm, yeah. They're like making lots of lies about her. Yeah. But um, let me just see what the crack is here. I'm going to find it one second. Uh, career. There's uh, a big section here that says, "Yeah, yeah." She's following the BDS movement. BDS. Yeah, that's where you boycott Israel. Okay, what is it? You don't want to send your goods to Israel. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's say we follow it, we don't send our podcast to Israel. No, we don't. We try it. (laughs) They won't, they're having none of it. You know how many Palestinians I killed to try and get under a good favor? Uh, Ironically, that's the one issue Israel and Palestine are, uh, they're consolidated on. They agree. No Brian and James here in the Gaza Strip. Yeah, so I think a lot of people try to banner then. Okay. Uh, in America and shit like that, because they love Israel and America. So they were like, we're, we're going to stop selling our books and shit like that. Yeah. But it didn't really hurt her that much. Like, You know, there's places, there's companies in America that make you sign a thing that say you're not allowed to go against Israel. Really? If you tweet about Israel in a negative sense, you you're will be fired. fired. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Jesus. But hey, hey that's all fine. Yeah. It's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. I like it. We need stuff like that in this world. Oh, yeah. We should make our guests sign that. <laughs> you cannot disparage Brian and James outside of these walls. So her last book then, it came out in 2021. It's called Beautiful People, Where Are You? Okay. And he said, hey, anyone, you notice all the fucking uggos out there? 
and the freaks and the mongrels. Let me read the synopsis here. Go on. The book tells the story of Alice Kelleher, an Irish novelist. Kelleher's new lover, Felix Brady, who works in a warehouse. Aline, Kelleher's friend, who's a magazine editor. And Ledon, who works for a refugee agency. Wow. <laughs> Focus is. Okay. The novel is a love triangle, so fucking again. Is yeah. everyone's fucking each other? They're neither banging refugees, is it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. This woman has no shame at all, does she? The novel covers issues of romance, friendship, patriarchy, and social class. Marie, would you like me to eat your pussy? Make her you come so good. No. Yeah, he's not like, uh, is it okay? <laughs> is it hurting you? Bend over! Do not fucking look me in my eye, you dog! You pig! I'll fucking make you hurt! <laughs> I don't know, it's Lance! You sure it's not a Patreon episode? <laughs> hey, what do you want? Uh, you can take it all from me, I don't care. Uh, some people have argued that. Um, no one got mad when Robin Williams did it! <laughs> Anyway, uh, it's a a clear commentary on late stage capitalism. Oh, I'm sure it is. That's what the New York Times said. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, all those refugees fucking her. Yeah, it seems to be a very weird angle. It's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna tackle you know, you know, fucking Amnesty International crisis. But yeah, again, man, it's like people in the liter. I like how it was like it's like literary writer, literary agent. And then warehouse worker yeah. and then refugee man. There's always some commoner to yeah. be like, and she's always like, wow, how great am I for hanging out with you yeah. and treating you as equal? Uh, God, I'm good. Uh, I bet the warehouse worker's like, duh, I like Brexit. Duh. <laughs> Where's the immigrants? <laughs> My uncle John says the bad. That they, they eat funny food and they're too loud. Yeah. And there's a bit where he watches football and he's like, yeah, I don't like foreigners. And she's yeah. like, that's what they're all like, all football fans. They are best, yo. <laughs> yeah. So should we end up, uh, that's a bit, that's all Sally Rooney there. Yeah. I think we're giving her the the old Siskel and Eber two thumbs down. I think two thumbs down, yeah. yeah. I want, she doesn't do, she's kind of like Wes Anderson. No, she, she's not as bad. No, no, no. Wes Anderson is much better. Just saying, like, it's like the same shit every time. Yeah. And people like that, but I'd like to see a change. Yeah, but at least with Wes Anderson, you're right, it is the same thing over and over, but at least it's still it's entertaining. entertaining. For the most part, yeah. In its own quirky way, it has become a bit too sort of a parody of itself almost, mm. but there's some, even some of his later work, like Grand Budapest Hotel was fucking great. Yeah. You know? His early stuff, man, Rushmore is one of my all-time greatest fel- favorite films. I fucking love Royal Tenenbaums, Darjeeling Limited. Man, he's, he's great. I like Life Aquatic. I love Life Aquatic. Okay, I'll, I said I'll, it first. <laughs> and it, I, it, mine's bigger. So, fuck you. Uh, no, but I'm a, I'm a big Wes Anderson fan. But it's kind of... It does. Wait, wouldn't it be cool if he just did like yeah, some kind of like? It's kind of even getting on my nerves. The yeah. kind of very like I haven't seen the French Dispatch. I tried to watch it and it was like a really sweet cake. Yeah, or it was a bit too much for me. It made me feel a bit sick. Yeah, I don't know. It's it has it's starting to annoy me a little bit. What would you like to see him do? Wouldn't it be cool if he did like some kind of like uh, like Jason Statham movie? Yeah, yeah, the cunt that came in from the cold. <laughs> 
And he's like some spy. He's got to kill three Pakistani guys for no reason. What would be good? Like, yeah, yeah. Just like go completely. Like he did. If, if, if Wes Anderson went full Guy Ritchie, that would be a mate. Like full lock stock. Like that would be Actually, great. Actually, Rise of the Foot Soldier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about that next. Are we? If he did a Rise of the Foot Soldier. You know, there's like five Rise of the Foot Soldier movies. Is there five? Yeah. So I think there's Rise of the Foot Soldier 1. And then, then two, 2. Then 3. Then Rise of the Foot Soldier, the Pat Tate story. Yeah. Then Rise of the Foot Soldier, Marbella. Yes. And then Rise of the Foot Soldier, Origins, featuring Vinnie Jones. Have you watched every single one no, of them? No, I have each? not. I'm sorry. Oh, you fucking bellend. If I cared about the fans, I would. Yeah. Okay? I will, I promise. I've only ever watched the first one as well. The first one is fun, though. It's legitimately... It is It's fun. entertaining. There's a little bit of a self-awareness where there's, like... It's silly. It's over the top. It's very like over Scarface, the top. That's like. what I mean. But it's, like... I wouldn't call it, like, high, you know, a particularly good film. Oh, no, definitely not. Or, like, high art, but it is very entertaining. Even, like, films in that same ilk, like, The Football Factory is much better made, way more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Green Streets is betterly made, let's say, but, it's but shitter. shitter, yeah. Yeah, because it's more Hollywood. It's yeah. just shitter. There's some, like, there's a lot of very funny moments in Rise of the yeah, Foot Soldier. Yeah. You know. Remember the bit where he's, like, fucking her? He's like, stay still, stay still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let's, do, let's do a little bit quick summary of Rise of the Foot Soldier. Okay. So... I'll let you take the start. Oh, okay. okay. So you take the lead in this dance. It for, it uh, it follows the story of Carlton Leach, exactly. Who is uh, basically he got his start kind of as a football hooligan for West Ham, the inner city firm. Yeah, the IFC, and like so that, that it all kind of starts off very same to like Football Factory. It's kind of like all right, we've seen these kind of films before. You know, those big meetups and hooligans and fights and blah blah blah. But then it sort of is like. The crackdown on the football hooliganism. So he kind of gives that up and he becomes a bouncer for like yeah. a nightclub. Becomes a bouncer. The guy likes him. He's like, I trust you more than the other guys I yeah. have. He basically like, hey, you can bring in your own guys. Yeah. Bring your own guys. Does well. He starts a little door for him. Yeah. And the reason he brought Carton Leach in is because the place was very rough. It's like, I need you and your lot to come in, clean out, kick out the scum and bring in the birds with the big juicy melons. Yeah. And he does more than kick him out. Like he's proper, like he stabs up the arse and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. It's very, it's a very violent film. It's very gratuitous and over the top. And it is based on true events. Yes. So Carton Leach well. is a real guy. Yeah. So then he starts doing other nightclubs. Yeah. He's really killing it, like. And, yeah. And he's actually, uh, he's banging chicks. Let's not forget that, okay? Oh, left, right, and center, Yeah, my even man. The, that first one's really hot. Like, he bangs lots of chicks, but remember the first one that it, she's like, how about I... In the car. Like, like, like a lesbian. She's yeah. Like, how about I suck your cock? Yeah, he's like, oh, give us a drink. Yeah, love's like, have a bit of right there. That's about a jump in your mouth and suck your big cock instead. Yeah. What can I do, lad? She put it on me. Do you know what I mean? You fucking, you fucking slag. You look like me mum, you fucking cunts. That was in the director's cut. I imagine, uh, but yeah. So he's he's banging, he's yeah. banging chicks, he's banging his love and life. Yeah, and he he's he has to get more and more guys. Okay, yeah. now it kind of because it is based on true story, and I think Carlton Leach, the real guy, was involved. He was involved in it, yes. So it's very, um, you know, it doesn't really do or say anything that kind of implicates him so he's kind of around a lot of elements like drug dealing and you know racketeering or yeah. all this shit 
but he never really says I did this. Much like Henry Hill never killed anyone. Exactly in the in Goodfellas. Yeah, he's kind of like that where he is kind of conduit who's experiencing all this and getting mixed up in this. And yes, mm. he is involved in it. Yeah, but he's not doing the really bad shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has to hire more guys, and one of the guys he hires is Pat Tate. Yeah. So there's Pat Tate, and then who is the guy with the the with, weird blondy hair? Yeah, the blonde. He had like blonde hair and, and fake tan. Looks like he's an oasis, like a real fat member of oasis. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like the younger guy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's funny because those three guys, you know. Bl- are real life people yeah and then you know we find it's the three guys Pat Tate oh fucking forget you, the I, names. you, I don't, you don't have to remember the yeah. names man but see the Essex murders you know we'll get to that but yeah. they are those three guys who are friends of Carlton Leach are the guys who were murdered in the Essex murders or the Range Rover murders as they were called mm. but I guess we'll get to that now I know very little about that yeah. so you can fill me in a little bit again like I literally just know that from that movie there's a couple other movies kind of based on it there's one called Essex Boys with Sean Bean oh really yeah 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 not not very good to be honest but um a little cinematic universe here and you yeah. check out it see the Essex murders were a very big deal it happened in 1995 basically there was a Land Rover or Range Rover just parked in a quiet laneway on a farm in Essex. And those three guys, Pat Tate and the other two, were found shot to death. And I mean shot to like splattered, Fucking like brains Swiss everywhere. cheese, man. It yeah. was like... Bruh, bruh. Now, can I ask? Yeah. That's not heartless. But why does multiple murders every year in the UK? Yeah. Why did this one become a big deal? Because it became a pretty big deal. It did. I don't know. I guess it's because, well, one... Yeah, one, the violence of it. It was so extremely violent. They're, these are kind of three sort of well, semi-well-known people in the criminal underworld. Kind of like how we have the Kinnahans over so here. So it would be like if, let's say, in Carlo, a nice little farm, they found a truck full of, like, two Kinnahans. Like, yeah, two or three. And, like, they're, like their heads are literally missing. Yeah. So these three, like, criminal figures who were completely shot the fuck, like, Shotgun blasts, they were in bits. Close range. But then also, we never know, they never find out who did it. So there's that mystery, and then all these rumors start going, it was other drug dealers, it might have been cops. Yeah. Like, all these rumors started well, swirling. We'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's doing the door, he's working his door firm, yeah. and then ecstasy. Yes. It's the 90s. Oh, that's a very funny scene. It's a really funny scene, yeah, yeah. where he starts doing ecstasy. He's like, yeah. feel nothing. Yeah, so like, he's in the club and he sees this lad dealing pills. Like, oh, what the fuck are you doing in my club? It's like, hey, mate, take one. It's on the house. He was like, all right, you can't go on and give shit. Yeah, yeah, go on, fuck off. And so he talks a pill. He takes a pill and he's standing there. He's like, you feel anything yet, Carlton? Nah, I don't feel nothing, mate. Must have been your dad. Must have been your dad, mate. And then the music's playing. He's starting to sweat a little bit. And his jaw's chewing. And just like bumping his head. He's like, who's his mate? He's like, I do something, Paul. I fucking love you, mate. You know I mean? oh, I'm fucking buzzing off me nuts here. I've got to go dance. And he just yeah. starts dancing. He kisses him on the head. He kisses Paul on the head. Yeah. Like, you're fucking brother than me, mate. Yeah, and he goes yeah. around jumping around the place And then dancing. he just starts going out dancing and sweating. So he just took his first yoke. And then it's all like, it was your love. It was all love in the air. It was yeah. beautiful. That's what Maggie Thatcher never understood. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. There's this little rant about how ecstasy was the the gateway to breaking down all the barriers in society. Well, a lot of people so, genuinely believed that back then. There was less cynicism back then. People yeah. actually thought, like, oh, we've cracked the problem here. Yeah. Remember Uganda? Yeah. Fixed. Now, in fairness, you can't understand that when you are on yokes. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then if you do it, like... 
three times a week for a few years, you end up a schizo <laughs> and depressed, chronically depressed, because your serotonin is like an Ethiopian <laughs> well, dry as fuck. But your ability to spot Burgess Meredith never disappears. <laughs> They'll never take that from me, Brian. As much, they can give me as much pills and electroshock therapy as they want. I'll always see Burgess Meredith. So he starts selling drugs then, gets yeah. involved in the big guys then. Yeah. More than just ecstasy. Yeah, heroin. stuff, white. Coke. And then they kind of, so they're doing the deal with, uh, who are they, Ukrainians or Serbians or something? Uh. Probably Ukrainians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evil Ukrainians. Yeah, Putin was like, this is for Pat Tate. (laughs) (laughs) But some gear goes missing. So then these like, yeah, like Russian or whatever gangsters like find his crew and torture them. And it it gets very violent. And then he gets involved in torture business as well. Like the kind of intimidation stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. guy tied up and you see some cock. You do? Yeah. Yeah. And then Pat take goes to hospital. Remember when Pat take goes to hospital and that woman has massive tits? Yeah, and they're all just doing coke in the hospital. Yeah. It's like, what the heck? Yeah. What? She's <laughs> on the NHS, is it? <laughs> in the National Express. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, uh, we get to the murders now. Yes. So, what they do a thing that... I kind of like where they show multiple versions of the murders. Yeah. So of different like, ideas. So the cops. Cops or like, you know, gang, rival gangsters or then gangsters they themselves are doing business with. Yeah. There's a lot of possibilities. So, yeah. But, you know, it, it's a thing. It's very open-ended. I think they do kind of know. I think people did eventually get arrested and do time for it. In the film... At the end of the film, they say two people got arrested, yeah, but they always denied it, and yeah. many people in the scene say it wasn't them. Yeah, yeah, they were just patsies. Yeah, exactly. A couple of Lee Harvey Oswalds. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah you know. I know. So, uh, I want to do more research into it, but the Should. thing is a bit weird That's is, what your life needs, yes. more Essex murders research. More Pat Tate in my life. <laughs> I, I have irrefutable evidence that this is linked to not only the Kennedy assassination, but the Zionists in Israel. If you'll allow me, you're just the Carlo County Council. Like this is just about paving the new roads, Brian. Oh, don't worry, it's connected to that too. It's all. Sally Rooney was right, <laughs> and Burgess Meredith. Let us not forget. <laughs> but sorry, you were going to do more no, research. No, I want to, but it's so weird. This is a, a real thing of real people. Yeah, and like, there's also like the Pat Tate story. Yeah, so what's the story of the sequels? Because the sequel are is they, are they like prequels? So I don't know too much. The sequel is uh Carlton Leach yeah. on another adventure. And then that guy doesn't appear in any other film. So I think the next one then is unrelated. Okay. Then the next one then is the Pat Tate one. And then Origins is Vinnie Jones. I don't know what the and fuck. And then Marabella's in there they as They go well. off to Marabella. It's in Spain. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I'm not sure how they're connected. Probably in some weird way. I'm personally ashamed of myself that I haven't watched every single one. You should have. I yeah. should be. I, it's, I'm like, that's what I need. I need but to- I've watched Essex, boys. <laughs> Did you? No, I didn't. Didn't yeah. think it's so, like game pal. Of top trumps, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You brought a knife to a gunfight. I did, I did like the movie. There's something about the British movies that were made back then. You know, like the Football Factory that were... They were very British. Yeah. And but they had a style to it. There were guys that were trying. They had a bit of money. Yeah. They were trying, and it's fun. It's definitely... It's very, like... It's well made in that it's technically competent. It's entertaining. It's fast-paced. There's a lot of violent moments. A lot of funny moments, like... 
that's not a boring film by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, definitely not. You know? no. Yeah. Uh, there, most bits and pieces were got a little bit repetitive. I thought, or uh, I was a little bit like, "Come on, let's get to the murders." Come okay. on. But I was being impatient. Yes. I was like, when we get into the like, that's the just cool you and shit. your alpha generation bullshit. I know. Yeah. yeah. Don't have the patience to sit <laughs> and really ruminate on the the beautiful texture, the tapestry that is Rise of the Fox. Like when I first watched Citizen Kane, I was like, what is this shit? Yeah. It's black and white and it's boring. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. like this. Yeah. Now I watch it and I love it. Really? Yeah, I love it. I, I get really into it. I've never watched it. You should, man. Yeah, I watch. Rise of the Foot Soldier Part 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, and yeah. you watch Citizen Kane. We'll see who, who sh- turns out better. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, we just, we've hit an hour there. So Perfect. So yeah. that's my homework for next week. Uh, you're going off, so hopefully we get one more session in. I think we should do, yeah. Yeah, like, get one more session in. Maybe this day next week. Yeah, yeah perfect. Okay. Right. Uh, and it'll all be, it'll be a Rise of the Foot Soldier special. Nice. Two-part special. All about the series and about Pat Tate. We promise to have the, the names of the real murderers. We're all, Brian <laughs> yeah. and James are on the case. 